Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Mystery, Suspense, Dramas, and Horrors, where we bring to you the most mysterious tales that the golden age of radio had to offer. And now, with 326 episodes made, broadcasting from 1939 to 1950, we bring to you The New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. From New York City, the makers of Clipper Craft Clothes for Men, and more than 1,200 leading retail stores from coast to coast, present that immortal character created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes, starring John Stanley. This week's story, The Adventure of the Bruce Partington Plant. Midnight, Holmes. Yes. And I'll hurry what you should be coming through that door at any moment. Better have your service involved ready. I'm fully prepared, Holmes. Good. I... Holmes. Oh, yes. He knocks on the door. Our friend has arrived. He has indeed. Now, in the trap. Stand aside, Watson. What are you going to do, Holmes? I'm going to unlock the door and introduce you to a murderer. Well, Dr. Watson, I see you're hard at work on your memoirs as usual. Uh, what adventure are you working on tonight? I call it The Adventure of the Bruce Partington Plans, Mr. Harris. Incidentally, did you know that Holmes had a brother, Mycroft Holmes? Mycroft Holmes? No, I didn't. <laughs> I met him for the first time in this adventure. A great man, Mycroft Holmes. As prominent in his own sphere as my comrade was in his. And he appeared at a time when the fate of the Empire hung in the balance. But, uh, first, Mr. Harris, I know that you have something to say about Clippercraft clothes. I have, Dr. Watson. Thirty-seven long years of making fine clothes are behind Clippercraft. And the new fall suits show it. They're superbly cut of fine, long-wearing materials and tailored with details found only in the most expensively priced clothes. Yet you pay only $40.47.50. And here's the reason why. More than 1,200 of this country's finest independent stores from coast to coast have concentrated their huge buying power to really bring down your high cost of living. You enjoy the savings when you buy Clippercraft at your local Clippercraft store, the store you can trust. You enjoy friendly, courteous service, too, from the local store in your community that really knows how to please. Try on your favorite style in Clippercraft extra long wearing worsted suit at only forty-seven fifty. Why you just can't beat Clippercraft values in suit, top coats, and sport coats. Compare Clippercraft with clothes selling for many dollars more. And now, Doctor Watson, what's this adventure of the Bruce Partington plans all about? What are the plans? <laughs> All in good time, my dear Mr. Harris, all in good time. If my memory does not fail me, this adventure began in November of 1895. A dense yellow fog had settled down over London, 
so that from our windows at Baker Street, it was impossible to see the loom of the opposite houses. It was on this white shrouded night that a cab came out of the midst and stopped just outside of Woolwich Arden. A woman descended and paid off the driver. There you are, Tabby. Say, oh, who are you? Oh, sorry, Viola. Keep up in. Oh, Cook Duggan, darling. I, oh, it's impossible to recognize anyone in this beastly fog. I was afraid that some stranger was trying to. <laughs> but it is you. Well, and of course it's I, Viola. Now, will you stop chatting? Cook Duggan. Oh, forgive me, darling. Nerve. Edge, I'm afraid I. What's the matter, darling? Uh, nothing. Something's bothering you. You're, you're nervous. You, you seem afraid of something. What is it, Sir Duncan? It's, it's nothing, nothing. You've never worked this late at the Arsenal before, Sir Duncan. We were fortunate if we get to the theatre at all. Theatre? I am sorry, Barbara, but I, I can't make it tonight. Can't make it? Sir Duncan, we've tickets for the theatre and... But something's and... come up, something, something urgent. Uh, Violet, uh, you, you had better take a cab. Go, go home. Sir Duncan, why do you keep staring at the Arsenal? For heaven's sake, darling, what's this all about? I... Not even your own fiance? No. I see. I know, darling, I know. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I don't trust you, but but this is extremely complicated. And that is a state of government. And unless I I yes? look over there. You see a man in a boulder hat and a walker piece just coming out of the tent? Why, yes, but what I've got to follow him. I can't afford to lose him. The Duggan, what Don't lose it in the fog. Oh, that's a rum go in this peace suit, Governor. Might as well ask the bloke. Put in it if you hang on. Hop in, Governor. We'll have to be quick. <laughs> that's a short trip, Governor. Here's your coat there in front of Woolly Space. Your bloke we need to take the underground, seems like. Here you are, Tabby. Yes, sir. Did the gentleman in the bowler hat and waterproof just come through the passenger tunnel here? Yes, sir. This is ahead of you. Bought a ticket and just stepped aboard that truck. Quick, give me a ticket. Nothing. Anywhere. The station for London Bridge. Only hurry or I'll miss that train. Yes, sir. Mycroft will arrive here at Baker Street in half an hour, huh? Yes, Watson. I'm in the seat of an urgent telegram from Mycroft. He's coming straight from his government office at Whitehall to seek my counsel on the most serious matter. Indeed? On what serious matter? The Cadogan West affair. The Cadogan West affair? What's that? You read the newspapers, Watson. If you peruse the Daily Telegraph there on the chair, you'll find that last night a junior government clerk named Cadogan West met his fiancée and Miss Violet Westbury for an evening at the theater. Well, I mean to say, what office? 
With no explanation whatever, he darted off into the fog in pursuit of some mysterious quarry. And early this morning, he was found dead. You mean murdered? Precisely, Watson. His lifeless body was found lying in a tunnel of the underground a few feet from the track just beyond Allgate Station. Good Lord. Curiously enough, there was no railway ticket found on him. You uh, consider that significant, Holmes? Quite. But even more significant is the fact that my brother Mycroft seems to have taken an intense personal interest in this case. You know what? My brother Mycroft has a unique and confidential status in the inner cabinet and enjoys the counsel of both the Prime Minister and the Queen in delicate matters of empire. Then why is he so concerned with the death of an obscure junior clerk? Patience, my dear Watson, patience. I'm a criminologist, not a clairvoyant. Only Mycroft can answer that question. <laughs> My dear Sherlock, I have never seen the Prime Minister so upset. And the Admiralty is in a state of near panic. As for myself, with you of the present delicate situation I am, it is most awkward that I leave the office for a moment. Then let us arrive at the kernel of this affair at once, my cross. Why is Whitehall so concerned about the death of Sir Duggan West, the minor clerk? Because the fate of England, and indeed the Empire itself, may hinge upon a quick and early solution of this regrettable affair. Good heavens, sir, as serious as that, is it? Indeed, Dr. Watson. Pray continue, my cross. You have heard of the, uh, the Bruce Partington plan, vaguely. Well, some plans concerning a new nautical machine, are they not? Specifically, gentlemen, they are the design for a new and revolutionary nautical craft called the submarine, which can be propelled under water. Submarine, huh? Broadly. Dash it, Holmes, the next thing you know, they'll conjure up some deadly scheme to fly through the air. Please do not interrupt, Watson. Repeat, my conscience. Last night, the Bruce Partington papers, ten of them in all, disappeared from a vault in Woolwich Arsenal. Aha. And once this vault easily accessible? No. Those plans were the most jealously guarded of all government secrets. Only three men had keys to the vault. Their names? Sir James Walker, the government expert and official guardian of the plan, who's fallen gravely ill over this matter, the senior clerk, Mr. Sidney Johnson, and Cadogan West, the, the junior clerk. Go on. But when the body of young West was discovered, seven of the papers were found on his person. The other three papers, the vital, important ones, were missing. Naturally, the newspapers did not carry this information. Hmm. Interesting, my thought. Very. Perhaps young West stole the plans, offered them for sale to some foreign power, and data was murdered for his fate. Perhaps, Dr. Watson. At any rate, we fear the worst. Sherlock, you see the consequences of all this? Naturally. If some foreign power gains possession of the Bruce Partington data, the sea power of Britain might well suffer a mortal blow. Exactly. Sherlock, you must drop everything and devote your talents to this. Those papers must be recovered. This mystery must be solved at any cost. Very well. Under the circumstances, you'd better begin at once. Come, Watson, we'll see off. Where to, Holmes? To Woolwich Arsenal. I should like a few words with this senior clerk, Mr. Sidney Johnson. You say the key to that vault never left your possession last night, Mr. Johnson? Yes, it's correct, Mr. Holmes. That is entirely correct. And you left Woolwich Arsenal here at five o'clock? I did. I most certainly did. I left it closing time as usual. Young Cadogan West also possessed the key, did he not, Mr. Johnson? He did, Dr. Watson. Both he and Sir James Walker are superior. Mr. Johnson. Yes, sir. You think Cadogan West stole the Bruce Partington papers from the vault? 
I make no accusation, Mr. Holmes. But, my dear sir, you must have an opinion. I repeat, I make no accusation. And I cannot account for young West Eckham. I can only say that he was unreliable, headstrong, and eternally complaining about his strong immigration here. Now then, Mr. Johnson, before we leave, I should like to have a look at those plans. No, sorry, Mr. Holmes, that's impossible. Indeed? Why? Because the originals were stolen. The originals, eh? Very interesting, Mr. Johnson. Quite. Right. a new aspect on the matter. Somewhat soon, we must pay a visit to Sir James Walter's home at once, the third and last owner of a key to this ransacked vault. But Mycroft has informed us, Holmes, that Sir James is gravely ill. True, but his brother, Colonel Valentine Walter, who's always been very close to Sir James, may be able to provide us with some necessary information. <laughs> Well, Holmes, I must confess I'm completely confused. Are you indeed, Watson? Yes, we seem to be no nearer to a solution than when the contrary, my dear fellow. We are. We are? We are indeed. It's true every fresh advance we've made only reveals a fresh ridge beyond. And yet we've certainly made some appreciable progress. Note first that the original plans were stolen instead of being copied. Yes, but what was... Note, too, that no railway ticket was found on the body of young Cadogan West, who was presumably thrown from a metropolitan train. Oh, there's Sir James Walter's house, Watson, at the end of the lane. Look here, Holmes. Sir James has been a high authority in the government for 20 years. He's unimpeachable, absolutely. Uh, happy. But one cannot leave a cross without first picking up all the threads. <coughs> Watson. A shot, Holmes. Yes. And it came from Sir James's house. Quick, Harry. Get us to that house with all possible speed. <laughs> Open up. Open the door. Someone's coming, Holmes. Is it? What? Colonel Valentine Walter? Yes, yes, what do you want? My name is Sherlock Holmes. This is Dr. Watson. We um, heard a shot a moment ago, Colonel. We were on our way to see Sir James. I'm afraid that's impossible. What do you mean? Come out with it, man. What do you mean? My brother, Sir James, just cut himself. You just won't believe your eyes when you read the Clippercraft price tag. Just $40.47. Here are truly fine suits at prices that really fit your budget. Because Clipper Craft gives you way above average quality at way below average cost. Fine fabrics that assure long wear. Skillful tailoring by experts with long years of experience. That's why they're the favorite of many millions of men throughout America. The unique Clipper Craft plan brings you these amazing values. More than 1,200 fine stores from coast to coast participate in this plan. Combine their vast purchasing power to affect savings in production and distribution. This project keeps Clippercraft's great tailoring plants busy 12 months a year. And naturally brings operating expenses down to a minimum. The savings go to you. Yes, Clippercraft suits are truly remarkable values at only $40.47. That's why men who know insist on Clippercraft clothes. So be sure to visit the Clippercraft store in your city. These leading stores in the metropolitan area are proud to add their names to Clippercraft in your suits, pop coats, and sport jackets. In Manhattan, Saks 34th, Broadway at 34th. John Wanamaker Men's Stores, Broadway at 8th and 67 Liberty Street. In Brooklyn, Abraham and Strauss. In Newark, New Jersey, Boulevard Men's Shop, Kresge, Newark. And in Jamaica, the B&B Clothes Shop, 16408 Jamaica Avenue. <laughs> 
And now, let's return to our story, Dr. Watson. Well, Mr. Harris, we entered Sir James Walter's house and found him dead. A revolver by his side. Colonel Ballantyne was greatly grief-stricken and explained that since the Bruce Partington plans were for James's responsibility, his brother had killed himself over the scandal of their loss. At any rate, Holmes and I didn't linger long. Time was passing swiftly. And the fate of the Empire was possibly in the balance. Uh, what did you do next, Dr. Watson? We approached the Underground Railway Authority. A ticket seller at Woolwich Station had indeed seen young Cadogan West in hot pursuit and testified that young West bought a ticket for London Bridge. After that, Mr. Hodkins, the railway superintendent, led us to the spot in the tunnel where the body had been found. So this point in the tunnel is just beyond Allgate Station, Mr. Hodkins? That's correct, Mr. Holmes. But it appears that young West had a ticket only as far as London Bridge. There was no ticket for Allgate found on his body. How do you account for that, Mr. Hodgkins? I don't know, Mr. Holmes. I don't understand why he stayed in the train as far as Allgate after passing London Bridge. Quite. Young West did not have a ticket for Allgate. Therefore, he was not in the train. What? Moreover, he was bruised only on the head, not on the body. And no blood was found on the spot where he fell. That would indicate he was killed before he entered the tunnel. Holmes, you say young West was not even in the train? I infer, Watson, that he was on the train, but not in it. On the train, but not... Dash it all, I must be obtuse, but it's all confoundedly unfair to me. I agree with Dr. Watson, Mr. Holmes. I make no sense of it. Ah, fortunate circumstance, gentlemen. There's one of our metropolitan trains coming into this tunnel. It serves to illustrate my theory perfectly. Here's a step back against the tunnel walls, gentlemen. All right, Roger, I'll thank you. Note, Watson, the train is on a straight track, and it proceeds smoothly and steadily. Aha, now the train's moving around this curve. Did you notice how it shook and swayed as it rounded the curve, Watson? Yes, Holmes, I did. But what the devil difference does that make as far as Cadogan West? It's an immense difference, my dear fellow. It proves that Cadogan West's dead body was riding on the roof of a railway carriage here in the tunnel. What's that, Mr. Holmes? You mean to say someone placed the corpse on the roof? And I do indeed, Mr. Hunting. The corpse rode for a considerable distance. But when it reached this point, the rocking and jolting on the train threw it to the ground. Yet there were no bruises on the body, which is natural enough. Dead bodies do not move. Good heavens, it seems incredible. Mr. Hodkins, is there a point farther on from Allgate here where the trains pause before they proceed? Why, yes, Mr. Holmes, but... Uh, please answer my question. Well, there's a point in the tunnel at Kensington where the Metropolitan train stopped for the signal. Kensington, eh? Excellent, Mr. Hodkins, excellent. Come, Watson, we've got to do at Whitehall. Whitehall? Precisely. I'm in urgent need of some vital information from my brother, my prop. <laughs> Sherlock, you ask me for a list of foreign agents known to have residences in London at present. I have a highly confidential list here. Capital, Mycroft. I have a very simple query to make. Yes? Do any of these foreign agents live in or near Kensington? Only one, but he's out of the country at present. His name and address? Uh, Hugo Oberstein, 13 Caulfield Gardens, Kensington. Aha. Holmes, by what line of deduction? All you... in good time, my dear Watson. All in good time. Sherlock, is there any progress? The Admiralty is in urgent emergency meeting with the Prime Minister, and at this very moment, 
My presence is awaited by the inner cabinet. Be of good heart, Mycroft. We're relentlessly pursuing our quarry, and we can hope to hold him in his lair in a very short time. Oh, then I have no alternative but to rely on you, Sherlock. I wish you all success in this matter. And now, if you'll excuse me, of course. Watson, you'd better proceed to Baker Street at once. Baker Street? Quite. You'll need a jemmy, a dark lantern, a chisel, and your trusty service revolver. And after that, home. After that, a visit to 13 Caulfield Gardens, Kensington. <laughs> Here we are, Watson. Thirteen Caulfield Gardens. Home of our foreign agent, Mr. Hugo Overstein. It's dark inside, huh? Yes. My friend is no doubt on the continent at the moment. Come up and try the door. We can tell him. It's locked for Zach Pickens. Watson. Yes, sir. You have your service with Arthur Handy? That's already. Good. Keep a sharp eye out. You must realize this is a legal zone. Of course, of course, the star and his official police have thrown on this procedure. The stakes are too high and time too short to quibble about legalities now. Step to one side a moment, Watson. You've got a valve handy. You've got a jenny, the lower door. There the arm, Watson. Now, let's go in. Holmes, what's that? A metropolitan train, Watson. The tunnel is just at the back of this building. And if I'm not wrong, the train will come to a stop here. Ah, just as I thought. Now, the window. This must be the window. Quick, button the lantern. Right you are, Holmes. Now, we'll raise the window and have a look. Ah, observe here on the windowsill, Watson. Good Lord. Not still. Quite. The Duggan West was led here and murdered. Yes, but my dear Holmes, how was he placed on top of that railroad carrier? Elementary, my dear Watson, elementary. You've only to use your eyes. Look below. You'll note that there is a flight of stone steps leading down from the house to that passageway. But that passageway is in reality the roof of the railway tunnel. You'll observe also that there's a large ventilating window in the roof of that tunnel. You look carefully, you'll see the top of a railway carriage as it waits the signal to proceed just under that ventilating window. Ah, yes, I see. In brief, the murderers carried the body of young West down the stairs and thrust it through the ventilating tunnel window upon the roof of a waiting carriage. Then the train simply moved off through the tunnel with its passenger riding the roof. Precisely, Watson. Holmes, I must compliment you on the brilliance of your deduction back in Allgate Station. Nothing but logic, my dear Watson. Simple logic. Without a ticket, young West couldn't have journeyed inside the carriage. Therefore, he must have journeyed outside. Come, Watson, there's no time to lose. What next, Holmes? A thorough search of the premises. <laughs> Watson, look here. The notice finds cash box on his desk. What is it, Holmes? A series of notices from the agony column of the Daily Telegraph. Hmm. All signed by one hero. Apparently a communication from Overstein to a confederate. What do they say? I'll read the most recent. 
Monday night after nine, two taps, only ourselves, do not be suspicious. Payment in hard cash when goods delivered. Hero. I must say, Holmes, I'm not quite sure. I am. Watson, tomorrow morning I want you to visit the advertising office of the Daily Telegraph. And later on, we will pay a return visit to these premises. Just twelve o'clock, Holmes. Yes. Our quarry should be here at any moment, save on our tap Watson. Oh, here's a copy of the ad I inserted this morning, Holmes. Listen. Tonight, 12, same place, two taps, most vitally important, your own safety at stake, hero. You would have certainly seen it. What? Listen. Yes, no. Yes. 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 One moment, Colonel Walter. Colonel Walter. I'm going to unlock the door. Oh, Overstein, what the devil does this notice in the telegraph mean? I... It means the game's up, Colonel Walter. Now, don't move. I warn you, Dr. Watson, an excellent shot. Yes, and under circumstances such as these, sir, I assure you I should not hesitate to use my service of order. I don't know what all this is about, Mr. Holmes. There's been some mistake. I can hear millions of visits, Mr. Overstein. In response to a notice in the agony column of the Daily Telegraph, Hey, my dear Colonel? Yes, a notice we wrote ourselves. You wrote it? We did indeed. Then you know? Everything, my dear Colonel. We know that young Cadogan West saw you open the vault at Woolwich Arsenal with a key you duplicated from your brother's key. But how? Elementary, my dear Colonel. The thief had to be an outsider without time, opportunity, or skill to copy the original. Therefore, he was first to purloin the original pans themselves. An examination of Sir James's key on his watch chain as he lay dead in your house. Revealed to me a thin, waxy coat on the metal. Hence the key had been copied. And finally, your appearance here automatically indicts you. I see. I suppose you know everything else. I do. Young West followed you on the underground to London Bridge. When he left the train, the collector took his ticket at the gate there. Hence no ticket was found on his person. Then he followed you halfway across London to call for your garden Kensington. You became aware that he was following you. And you and Oberstein contrived to murder him. Then you lowered him through the roof of the tunnel outside this window and onto the railway carriage. An ingenious way to get rid of a corpse, Colonel. Treason was not enough for you. You had to stain your hands with murder. Mr. Holmes, stop for what? I need money. I need money desperately. And the Bruce parted of plans, they were the only answer. Where are the three missing papers now? Hugo Overtime has them in Paris. He intends to sell them to the highest bidder among the foreign powers. I could make but some smaller men for my treasure if you can. How, Mr. Holmes? Tell me how. You will write to Everstein immediately. Tell him there is another paper you found, and without it, the three he now possesses are useless. Tell him to return at once with the three papers intact. Is that fair? Yes. Yes. Very well. Oh, Watson. Yes, sir? You may put away your revolver now. I think Colonel Walter intends no violence and is fully aware of his folly. And unless I miss my guest, Mr. Overstein will return. The Empire will once again be easier. Well, that was an exciting adventure, Dr. Watson. And did Hugo Oberstein return to England? Yes, Mr. Harris, he did. And he was apprehended with the missing paper, which he had intended to offer at auction in all the naval centers of Europe. <laughs> 
Well, was Holmes offered any reward for his good work on behalf of the Empire, Doctor? He was, but he refused all honors. Shortly thereafter, however, my friend appeared with a remarkably fine emerald tie. He uh, didn't mention the donor, but I suspect it came from a certain gracious lady whose august name we all know. I see. But now, Dr. Watson, how about next week's talk? Next week, Mr. Harris, I shall relate to you the adventure of the frightened bookkeeper. It involves a thrilling chase through London, a clock that did not chime, and a brilliant barrister for the defense. The makers of Clipper Craft clothes and more than 1,200 stores from coast to coast have brought you another in the new series of broadcasts featuring the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes. Our stories are based upon the character Sherlock Holmes, created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and the program is produced and directed by Basil Lockwood. Sherlock Holmes is played by John Stanley, Dr. Watson by Ian Martin. This week's story was written by Max Ehrlich, with special music by Albert Berman. If you don't know your Clippercraft dealer, write Clippercraft, 200 Fifth Avenue, New York City. Be sure to listen next week. Sherlock Holmes in The Adventure of the Frightened Bookkeeper. <laughs> this is Cy Harris speaking for Clippercraft Clothes. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Stay with us for Behind the Front Page with Gabriel Heater, which follows in a moment. Eastern Airlines now ready for departure. Dependable airliners, dependable pilots, that double dependability. Eastern Airlines dependability. Fly Eastern, tried and proven over hundreds of millions of passenger miles. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.